Hello and welcome to our show. Okay. This is episode how many? Twelve. Twelve of our mind on, on music. music. Oh. It feels weird when I got a toque and I'm doing ohm. It feels weird sitting beside you. We don't. We normally sit on the I know. opposite sides. I of like the looking tables. in your face, but now I'm looking at your face. Yeah, right at you. Yeah, yeah. looking right at you. And we got the mic right in the middle. We you know, the, everything's set up. I'm not going to specify the year because you don't like me dating the shows, but it is December first, and I could have shaved off my Movember mo. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I still got the mo. So you're still collecting money, I hope. We've been doing really well. Yeah, actually, yeah, really, yeah. For not the to school mention, or for for you personally? No, no, for the like the Movember, I, the the organization. Well, do tell. What are you getting? Are we shadowy? Shadowy men from a shadowy planet. Well, look. Ding, 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 ding. The kids in the hall, remember the, yeah. their theme? No. I'm too old for that. <laughs> Usually people say I'm, I'm too young for yeah. that. I'm too old for that. Wow. Yeah. Holy. I missed out on kids in the hall. It was the 80s, right? Uh, no, it was, the, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. The 90s, exactly. I went to see the taping of one of their shows, actually. Okay. All right. First things first. Let's talk about our guy. It's coming up later. Okay. The Pentatonic Way. Which is Neil a website, Santos, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, starring Neil Santos. So he's the he's the star of our episode. Star, yeah. Uh, so Neil has been kind enough to uh, agree to meet us. We are now about almost nine p.m. in China. Mm-hmm. He's getting up early. What time's he getting up? It's uh, going to be eight a.m. for Jeez. him. Jeez, it's an ungodly hour. So Neil, the, the idea of this episode is we're going to be talking about. Um, some of the different ways that you can improve as a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, if you are a musician already and you're thinking about how you want to go to the next step, the next level, or if you're an absolute beginner, you know, a, a lot of my students are absolute beginners, mm-hmm. you know, and I use a whole bunch of different ways to approach teaching them. Oh, okay. So, like, part of my job is to teach them standard notation, like a quarter notes mm-hmm. and a all those types of things, right? Yeah. But he doesn't do that. No, no. I, I mean, actually, it's one of the things I want to ask him. I don't think he does that. I think he uses charts and things like that. Charts, tabs, stuff Correct. like that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. type of thing, which I think is perfectly valid. We used to do the drum charts, too, in, in uh, you know, when we were getting getting the karaoke tracks going, we were doing drum charts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do I, that for I my students sometimes, to too. He's a, Neil is a graduate of Berkeley. He knows his stuff is what I'm trying to say. Berkeley is the place we all wanted to go to. Yeah, it's I mean, like, when I was a kid, that was, you know, a teenager. That's sure, where you wanted yeah, to go. That's, that's super cool. The people that yeah. you would have met there and stuff like that, I'm sure he has amazing And weren't you saying that they have, like, really cool online courses now? Like you, Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're doing some really cool stuff. Um, but basically, mm-hmm. the reason I got in contact with Neil is because I saw this thing called the pentatonic way that he does, which is a way that he ta- takes intermediate guitarists and tries to teach them how to do the soloing and the sort of the higher level stuff yep. um, past just playing the chords and sort yep. of strumming along, you know? Mm-hmm. And what would you was... consider intermediate, by the way? I've always kind of wondered about that, right? For this specifically, I'd say if you can already play the songs that you like, play the chords, play along with, you know, um, the Marty Schwartz videos, you can play along with those, you mm-hmm. know, Marty Schwartz. He's... I'm a keyboard player. What do I know from Mar- Marty Schwartz? What do I know from Marty Schwartz? <laughs> and <laughs> so a Marty... lot of his lessons are like how to play just the chords for a song that you love, you know? What Neil is doing here is the person who can already do that 
but wants to start to like actually make up their own guitar solos and they want to understand better um, what you're doing up higher higher up in the neck basically mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing like understanding how arpeggios work and how you can work that into your solos those types of things mm -hmm. and so I started thinking well that's awesome in terms of what I do with my kids I do um, like a lot of score study so I, I give them sheet music and I talk to them about which parts of that will tell you certain information the mm -hmm. beats per minute what the notation means for when to play and when to not play and those types of things yeah I think that's a, a perfectly fine way to do it, but it's not the only way that I do it. If I and so, but he says the pentatonic way. So I'm going to want to I'm going to want to pick his brain about this yes. because, uh, you know, so when I'm doing a solo, I oftentimes have to make a decision between do I follow a scale mm -hmm. that matches mm -hmm. or do I follow the chord. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, like I could go to a pentatonic in A major instead. Right. Yeah. Different, exactly. Different well, mode. That's kind of that's kind of what I want to talk to Neil about, and and as you said, pick his brain mm. is to figure out like really what is um, why the pentatonic. But you were saying that when you were teaching improvising, right? I do it in blocks. Right. And right. So the first, the first, the minor third, and the fourth would be your one block. Oh, okay. And then the the fifth, the flat seventh, and the and the uh, octave would be the next block. Oh, okay. Or <laughs> okay, go ahead. I have to thank the Hensel Pushers because um, I actually got mixed up in my facts. I'm going to call them that. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know. Actually, I, I put my question onto a bunch of social media like yeah. nothing. And I thought, okay, I'm pulling out the big guns. I sent a message through Twitter to uh, Hensel Pushers. And I said, can you and please? And Elon got back to you and said, hey, man. <laughs> He said, I don't know either. Is this I'll, a conspiracy theory? Because the I want to retreat. I'll this. ask the Hensel folks. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and I just honestly, I thought, I don't know who to turn to to ask because I couldn't find the answer to my question. So I sent a message to the Hensel pushers through Twitter and uh, they, they wrote back like. Um, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. So what I'd like to do is just read, uh, sort of paraphrase this reply. Um, basically, the answer, uh, the question was. Did Fanny Mendelssohn write a violin concerto? Felix Mendelssohn's violin concerto is Opus 46. Hilary Hahn, who's yeah. an amazing violinist. It was her 43rd birthday the other day. Um, and I was like, okay, we'll use her version because it's going to be her birthday coming up, you know? And so I found all these versions of this violin concerto, and I was thinking it was Fanny's. And I was like, all of these people have recorded Fanny Mendelssohn's violin concerto. Awesome. Yay. Mm -hmm. And then... I thought, wait, hold on. And I went back and I checked it, and it was Felix's. Oh. But I did think, because you and I had talked about, like, to what extent did they collaborate together? You suggested that idea about collaborating rather than... I think than, I'm right. Uh, well, you're on the right. So... <laughs> What's... Oh. I asked the Hensel pushers. They got right back to me. They said, Fanny Hensel did not write a violin concerto. So that, thank you. That's just clear, mm -hmm. and I appreciate that, yeah. really. But she did help Felix with a lot of his compositions, especially while he was living in Ber Berlin through 1830. She continued to give him feedback on his work uh, when he was living in other other places in Oh, he London. was in Leipzig. What? What? It's not, it's not... Oh, it's Leipzig? Leipzig. I got to get that right. Um, 
And then there was a summer that um, Fanny Mendelssohn and her husband Wilhelm Mm -hmm. spent with Ferdinand David, who was a friend of hers. Fanny and her husband spent a summer with uh, Felix and his wife Cecile, whose image, by the way, is often used on Google as Fanny Mendelssohn. Oh, really? But it's not her. It's, <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, it's the wrong lady. Wow. So, so anyway, so the melody of the of the violin concerto came to Felix in the summer of 1838. That's six years before he completed it. Mm. It's very likely because the uh, Felix and Fanny, Fanny and their spouses were spending time together, probably she was helping to collaborate a lot on that. Okay. And one of the things that it says in here, which I love, is... Um, it's not surprising that the melody came to him at this time because of the creative environment that the two, as in Fanny and Felix, were able to create when living together. Mm-hmm. And that's something we talked about when they were, even yeah. as kids, yeah. they really... Symbiotic. Yeah, they really worked together and yeah. inspired each other. Kind of like other. you and me. Very much like that. Yeah. So, um, so I guess what I'm saying is I made a mistake. I posted something that said in episode 11 that it was Fanny Mendelssohn's... fake news. That's what he did. Fake news is what I did. Posting fake news. Fanny Mendelssohn's violin concerto, it wasn't. It was Felix's... Quite a shaming. I made a mistake. I mean, do your research, man. (laughs) (laughs) I got a squid straight to the moon. (laughs) The the sad part of this story is that then I, I just put in like just a Google search, Fanny Mendelssohn's work. Not much came up. Fanny Mendelssohn's compositions. She had 466 pieces of music. And nothing written. comes up? Well, something comes up. The Hansel Pushers. Oh, Seriously. Like their no, website. I mean, nothing against them. but Yeah, no, exactly. Like Francine van der Heiden has some recordings of Fanny Mendelssohn's music. Um, and the Hansel Pushers, really, that's okay. like... There's not a we, whole lot. We will make it our things, things to do. You know, the... To pull off as a part of this. I'm a man on a mission. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Is to get Fanny's stuff better known. Agreed. Do we need to? Okay, so. (laughs) Somebody's going to have to go pick that up. (laughs) We got to go with Neil.